All right, everyone, I want to welcome you to the AdCast. I have someone who I'm so interested in talking to today. Actually, when I told my wife I was going to speak to her today, she had all kinds of questions. But I told her today it's all about me and not about her. But today we want to talk about Pinterest with the master, no other than Miss Lindsay Shear from Pins for Profit. Lindsay, welcome to the AdCast. Super excited to be here, excited to share all the rock and awesome things about Pinterest. <laughs> You're allowed to love Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, and, you know, I have a Pinterest account. I have do have a Pinterest account. So uh, hopefully after today, I'll learn so much more and then I can dive in. So uh, everyone, uh, you heard me say that, you know, she's a Pinterest expert, but not only not only that, she is an SEO master as well. And today we want to talk about Pins for Profit, her company. And we also want to talk about the uh, efficiencies and the capabilities of Pinterest. And Lindsay's going to talk to us a bit exactly on how you can actually do pins for profit. How's that sound? Yep. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Lindsay's for those folks who've been under a rock or behind a rock list, tell them a little bit about yourself. Hey y'all. So I have been in mergers and acquisitions for all kinds of years and I fell in love with digital marketing and SEO realizing how powerful search intention is for advertising. And mm -hmm. so about 12 years ago, I started my own digital marketing agency and out of the need for opening new marketing channels, Pinterest kind of started evolving, opening an ads platform about five years ago. And so we opened a division of our agency called Pins for Profit, just out of the sheer need of the new marketing. And then also seeing the results that we were seeing on our SEO side, I just started kind of throwing some things out there hmm. uh, to see what would start ranking. And I started realizing, man, Pinterest is a powerful search engine and it's ranking all the images and stuff that we're creating with our Google strategy. So I started looking more deeply into it and realized, okay, this is definitely a viable option for driving high quality traffic to your offers, to your website, to your products and services. And so we kind of blew up with this whole Pinterest agency on that side. Wow. So it's been a fun journey. <laughs> Well, you know, it's what's interesting, and, and, and this is me, uh, I guess my ignorance right here is because I never, like, put Pinterest and SEO together, like how you just said. I guess I saw it as how, you know, I guess a lot of guys, and there's more guys using Pinterest than, than I thought about. You know, uh, I thought of it as just another social media platform, and I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah no, so Pinterest is actually, and I th you're, not, you're not alone. Most people, I think, are used to this idea of Instagram and Facebook and social media sites, and Pinterest is kind of looped in there, but really, Pinterest is a search engine. It's not wow. actually, I mean, it has a social media element in the sense of you can follow other people and make kind of friends, but you're not, most people are not interacting on there, like through the DMs, and you don't have like a comment feed where you can see people posting daily activities and things like that. It's more of a curated content, AKA everybody is sharing and making all different kinds of content, sharing other people's content. And most things are actually showing up in search. So if you think about how people are using it, maybe you're a guy, maybe you're like, oh, okay, I need to yeah. look at new haircuts or I'm looking at new fashion or, or I'm trying office. So how I want to decorate my office, decorating your office, or um, they, there's a lot of cool men's grooming products and stuff on there now. So if you think about it, how you're using the platform is more of search intention. You go there to try and find how to do this or 
looking up inspirational ideas for something. And so, it, and then you can save it, save your ideas, save the pins. It's visual search. So mm -hmm. you're saving your images to your boards and then you can come back later and purchase or whatever you're going to do on there. But yeah, so it's a very unique, there's nothing else really like it that has this visual search plus the ability to save them and come back later. And so it's got a really cool, unique things that are happening for advertisers as well, but it also pre presents some unique challenging <laughs> challenges wow. as, as an advertiser. But yeah, it's definitely a viable search platform. You know, Lindsay, I never looked at it as visual search and I never heard anyone actually use that combination before. So is it safe to say a lot of people, including myself, that we're using Pinterest all wrong? No, you're using it intuitively. You probably just never thought about it in that kind of scope of functionality, probably. Because mm -hmm. so, when you go to Google, you, you're aware that it's a search engine you just don't have, and you can search image search on Google, but most people are, that's not their very first initial thing that they're doing. Right, right. With Pinterest, you don't even realize that you're doing that. You're going on there, you're just looking for an inspiration and you're typing in the search bar and you're just getting images versus just text or your search engine results, et cetera. So you're definitely using it, right? You just weren't aware of it probably, or you hadn't thought about it. And, and, and that's what it is. I, I never thought about it. And, and that's, and that's, that's truly, I mean, that's why I was so excited to talk to you today because like when you're putting together an SEO strategy, you're, you're lumping in Pinterest where, where I've seen some other SEO agencies, they are only concerned with Google and content. But like what you're saying is this is something that you should include. Yeah. So we go, we normally create that initial keyword research plan where you're looking at everything that's happening on Google. That's really my master skill set is cross-channel SEO. I call it cross ranks. That's my trademark. But <laughs> so I'm helping you kind of aggregate those different pieces of search data, whether it's YouTube, Google, Yahoo, and then we add in Pinterest because Pinterest is a viable, pretty good sized platform. It's considered number 10 in search. Mm -hmm. So that's a big, there's a lot of users. If you are going after the women's marketplace, say with your coaching products or info products, or even just general products, uh, e-commerce products, there's a massive amount of users on Pinterest. And so it's definitely something that um, should be added into your strategy as just another part of the layer of what you're creating for your content. But you just uh, you just said something a moment ago that if you're going after the women marketplace now, uh, let's talk about the stats. Let's talk about the stats and, and, and tell me now, because a lot of people I know, or even guys, they, uh, they may think that Pinterest is only for women or not for them. So uh, break down that whole myth for me. Yeah. So it used to be up until about two years ago that Pinterest users were about 83% women. Mm -hmm. Now we're at 64% women. So there are a lot more men users on the platform. And so, um, Initially, I wouldn't even take on advertisers that were advertising for men's products unless it was seasonal. We were doing like Father's Day gifts or Christmas gifts or things like that. But now we're seeing a lot more traction on the men's products, men's grooming products, all of that kind of thing mm -hmm. on Pinterest. So, and it really just depends on the search terms. You know, you got to target the right audiences when you're running ads, all of that kind of thing, and hit that search intention. So doing that research ahead of time on the keywords is very important for your positioning for sure. So 
now, so how does that help with growth? Does it help people have faster growth because there may be less people paying attention to Pinterest and it, it may be that, that one untapped ocean? That's what we're seeing right now. Yes, for sure. I'm sure you guys are probably familiar with all the changes that are happening in the last couple months with the iOS update, that oh, yeah. term that's yeah. floating around. Um, so that has changed the landscape a lot when it comes to Facebook advertising, Google advertising. Um, it's a, a lot harder to track the results and ads manager, in which case ads manager think it's, thinks it's not necessarily doing as well or finding the right amount of people to purchase that offer. And so definitely advertisers are flocking to additional platforms, looking for better tracking, uh, more top of funnel users, and then people are retargeting audiences do really well on Facebook and Google. So they're looking for new places to find people who have never seen their brand before. And Pinterest is a phenomenal place for that because a lot of people, I would say, I think the most recent statistic was 91 or 93% of searches are non-branded. Mm. So instead of going to Google and saying, find this at Home Depot or whatever, you, you're looking more for ideas for faucets or ideas for mirrors or rugs or whatever and letting pinterest bring a brand to the top of mind so it's this unique place where if you have not a ton of brand exposure you don't need it people are going to see it it's going to they're going to save it in their memory bank and they're going to automatically have this trust and authority built for that when they see a retargeting ad on facebook or google right they're gonna be like oh yeah i've seen that somewhere i have this unconscious trust factor that came from Pinterest. Well, now with that being said, now, do you see, and I'm comparing this now because I'm looking at it now, just like a Google. Now that you've said that, are, are you seeing where people are spending more time on the platform? Because if I search something, I get what I want and I'm gone. But with Pinterest, like what you're saying, and I've seen my wife, and and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, I've seen her curl up in the corner of the couch, and she would be on Pinterest for hours. Yeah. Yeah, the average user is on there a lot longer. Things last forever on Pinterest. So if you create a pin, you think about it in Instagram statistics, maybe you get visibility for 24 hours on mm -hmm. Instagram. If you're lucky, maybe two days. But on Pinterest, things last forever. So you can save things, come back later, purchase. We do see, um, I was mentioning some of the unique challenges that creates a lot of what's called delayed attribution, AKA somebody may see an image on January 1st mm -hmm. and then they, they remember as they're doing their home improvement project on January 30th, oh yeah, I saw that amazing thing I wanted on Pinterest. I'm gonna go back there and look at it and now I'm gonna purchase it because wow. now I'm actually ready to use it. So there's a lot more delay in the sense of Facebook. Most people are purchasing pretty quickly. They've usually seen something a few times or they've seen it on another platform or they've gone to the to website mm -hmm. and then they see an ad again and then they purchase. They're and working so you in the funnel. Yeah, it's usually pretty quick. Pinterest is a little bit longer. So it's got that still visual search element that you can save and come back later and purchase. It, it reminds me of like, uh, uh, I had a, a good friend and a, a guest on a previous episode. His name was Steve Pockross. And he talked about how content is the, is the king that continues to get rehired over and over again. But from what you're saying to me, like not only just a visual search and it lives there longer, but Pinterest is almost like the content that keeps on giving 
over and over again. So if I see something today, I can refer to it three months from now or two months from now. And I've seen this thing happen in, in my own life here. I have things that I posted five years ago that still get traffic on Pinterest. Wow. wow. So yeah. And um, typically in search, it does take a little bit of time for things to show up in the search engine about 90 days mm -hmm. for Google. Pinterest isn't that long at all. It's usually pretty quick. If you're hitting those right keywords, you can start to see things pick up with t within like two or three weeks, which is nice. So that sh in that essence, it's shorter to pick up in the algorithm, but it lasts longer because you can save and come back later and see everything later. Wow. So let's, let's dive into some of the capabilities. Uh, let's talk about some of the things that uh, people they're not aware of that they can do in Pinterest, like run ads. Let's, let's, let's talk about that part. And then I want to tie in you and all of this is into as well. I mean, you've got my interest like uh, up to here. <laughs> yeah. So the ads platform came out about four years ago. Um, before that Pinterest had always been, like I mentioned, more just organic search, kind of like Google, mm -hmm. but the same thing happened with Google when Google decided to launch ads. Now you see a ton of ads and we're used to that. But if you think back, you probably remember a time when Google didn't really have a lot of ads. And so that's kind of where Pinterest is, Pinterest is a little bit behind that schedule in the sense of they just launched their ad platform like four years ago. And they've done a lot of optimizations in the last few years. Um, the thing that I love about it is they're always constantly learning. They're constantly updating the algorithm and trying a lot of things and really trying to help advertisers get better results. And the cool thing is you've got this element like Google where you're bidding on certain keywords and you're able to have that search bid. Mm -hmm. And then you also have a social media element as if you were advertising on Facebook where you're choosing different interest categories and things that people have liked or engaged with, things like that. So you've got both sides on Pinterest that you can drive traffic. And they're taking a lot of tips from how the Facebook algorithm has matured over the years and different type of bidding strategies and audience types and allowing for different types of groups that you can kind of find and letting their algorithm learn faster. So that's, that's exciting. We've seen a lot of change in the last two years. Now, is that only with specific industries or can it work for something like uh, uh, a service industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say in general, I probably do less service industries just because it's a little harder to do local business. I think mm -hmm. on Pinterest, it's a, it's it's more broad. The categories are much bigger. So if you think about Google and if you were going to go with what a long tail keyword strategy, right. like right. you were going to search camera, like a Nikon 53D or some 5D or something on Google, it's a longer tail keyword. We mm -hmm. call it on Pinterest. We use very broad keywords. So you probably would only search camera or professional camera, something like that. So in general, where the, the bidding strategy is a little bit different. So uh, I think some of the SEO people who are going to hear this, they're going to say, we got it all wrong. We need to call, we need to call Lindsay and kind of learn more about Pinterest. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm so into it. So uh, t give me a success story of, of where you've seen it, like make a huge difference, uh, not just in the content, but also like in a campaign and a marketing campaign that you're doing. Yeah, I would say in general, e-commerce does really well. And then also lead generation. So say you're a coach or an infopreneur, you have a course, something like that, those do really well. So we can optimize for lead and we can optimize for sale mainly on Pinterest. So if you had, say you were going to run 
uh, I've seen a lot of different things. We, we run about $35 million a year through mm -hmm. Pinterest profitably for our clients. And so they're making tons of money and we, op we, we sell a lot of different things, whether mm -hmm. it's programs for all different kinds of courses, things for mom, mom and baby industry does really well. Um, anything that's fashion for women has done really well, beauty products, hair products, lots of different things like that. And so we've seen all different kinds of things. I will say it usually takes a little bit longer initially to get set up yeah. <laughs> in this of, like I mentioned that buying behavior, it just takes a little bit longer, but in general, most people within the first month or two are still going to see a profit. They're going to see a lot of good traction, a lot of good volume of search volume from Pinterest coming to your website, all of that kind of stuff and conversions, lots of conversions. They so, have good ads manager and good tracking. So this is more, it's, it's, so let's just say now, let me ask you this. Is this more for the mom and pop? Because, uh, I mean, you did, I mean, Lindsay, you did over $34, $30 million in profitable revenue for people last year. And, and that that is nothing to sneeze at whatsoever. So what do you say to that locally owned business or who's it ideal for? Yeah, I would say the average um, client spends between fifty and 30000 five and $30,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on your ad spend, what offers you're trying to hit. We usually recommend that you already have a tested offer. Got it. So say you're, um, you've launched a new product, you've tested it a little bit on Facebook, you have an idea of what your ideal metrics are, how much your cart value should be, how much, what are your profitable numbers? So say, say, say the product is $30, but you're profitable at $10, then we need to know those kind of metrics so then we can give you a, an ideal budget. So... For budgeting, I usually recommend that you have at least three to five thousand dollars to start per right, month right. to test your product. Now, if you're doing just straight lead generation and you're wanting and you have like a course or an info product, like I mentioned, you can get away with less than that. If we're optimizing for lead, obviously it's going to be cheaper. You can get really good costs per lead, things like that. But I usually recommend having enough to hit multiple types of ad sets so we can check and try different audiences and see what's going to work. Cause it takes a while to figure that out on any ad platform. What, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have on Pinterest and, and, and utilizing this? Cause I, I can tell you like me before when I saw you um, and I, I started looking into you more and, and discovering you is like, this is so interesting. And I think there's so many people who say they're an expert, but they really don't know everything. They really don't. And I, I can say me, I was one because I mean, you're educating me, Lindsay. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. Because I have an advertising background, it was a lot easier for me to open a new platform. And I also understand the value of being the first look on a brand. Mm -hmm. Since I did mergers and acquisitions for years, I know how valuable it is to have that, that piece of data. And so the thing that I love about Pinterest is they are always changing. They're always learning. They're always taking bits and pieces of information from Facebook and from Google and from some of these other platforms and trying to pick the best pieces that are going to work for their audience, which mm -hmm. I love. And so you have a lot of opportunity on there to grow, to test out the ads platform, to not be so dependent on Facebook or Google and just to learn a lot. <laughs> right, right. I feel you on, on the learning. And I was, it wasn't something that was on my radar initially. I really feel like I stumbled across it on accident, just in the course of my other SEO and advertising journeys. 
with our clients. And so, and again, we were doing, like you were saying, content is king, creating all this content, ranking it in Google, sharing it on Facebook. And in the process, I realized, man, all of our stuff is ranking on Pinterest. What's going on? Wow. <laughs> so it's got a very powerful and high quality search intent. So that's valuable in any search engine. No, you're right. And, and speaking of that, I mean, you, you must have like note cards over there for me because that's a perfect segue. I want us to take a break and then I want to come back and I want to talk about uh, Google Analytics and how you can actually measure your Pinterest campaigns. This is the AdCast. Today's show is sponsored in part by Craft Creative. Change your creative, change your world with premium video production and graphic design. Get started by visiting wecraftcreative.com. Hey, I'm Eric. You may wonder exactly what it is. Hey, I'm Eric is, it's me. It's me just giving you the authentic, the real, the 100% me, right? There are teams that I work with, VIP Marketing, which is one of the best marketing agencies in the country. And then there's also Craft Creative, which is also one of the best creative teams in the country. And here I am in the middle. I'm the guy that you want to be able to hire to come and speak at your next event, talk to you or coach your team through whatever you're going through. So the next time you're thinking about how to get through what you're going through, go to heyameric.com. All right, welcome back to the AdCast. Uh, if you've listened in the first part of this episode, you actually heard that I have things all wrong from Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay is actually uh, the expert on social media, well, not just social media, but Pinterest, uh, and actually her company, Pins for Profit, uh, and she did something amazing. Uh, she actually helped people with uh, over $30 million in profitable net growth, which is very impressive, and also utilizing Pinterest. We talked about how we can actually incorporate Pinterest into SEO strategies and also marketing campaigns as well. Um, and so right before the break, we started talking about how to track things. Um, and Lindsay, what I do know is some people are like, you can't manage what you can't measure. And there are a lot of people who are in SEM and SEO, and they utilize thing, tools like SEMrush, or they use tools like Google Analytics. So how do we measure what we're doing on Pinterest? How do we do that? Yeah. So the cool thing about Pinterest is they have one of the best analytics platform internally for organic measurement, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. It's hard in general to measure organic growth. Um, so Google Analytics is great. It, especially with the iOS, iOS updates, we're seeing it missing a lot of things. And so a lot of people are using third-party tracking softwares like Supermetrics or Rockerbox mm -hmm. or Kairos, a lot of these third-party tracking systems. And those still, Pinterest still struggles, I would say, in general. We've actually had to develop our own set of internal tracking just to make sure that we're able to collect that data properly. Because it is, it's hard, it's difficult, especially now that things have all changed. Um, if you have changed your site to what's called API tracking or mm. third-party external tracking software, that generally works with Pinterest. We can still pick up your sales still pick up your general information that's coming from the website. We also add UTM codes to everything like you normally would for Google Analytics. Right, that's important. Yeah, try and pick everything up. But I would say this, Pinterest in general and, U and Google Analytics are not particularly friends. You would think and hope they are, but they're not. And, and I think it has to do with a lot of different factors. One, this search and save behavior is very hard to pick up on an external ad platform tracker because 
they're trying to pick up this last click. Everyone's used to performance marketing, it's called. Right. Where we're, we're seasoned with Google, we're seasoned with Facebook, which their tracking softwares are really trying to force what's called a last click, where in one session, a person is seeing an image and going through the funnel and purchasing. That's not really necessarily how people purchase in general. It is a lot of times if they've already seen your brand and they're, they're retargeting, then yes, that, that's definitely optimal. With Pinterest, it creates a unique problem for tracking in the sense of you're seeing an image, you save it, you come back later. So the likelihood of somebody seeing an image and purchasing in that same session, it's called, or the same time for, period when they're seeing an image until they're purchasing is, mm -hmm. is much lower than any other platform. That doesn't mean it's less valuable. It just means it's going to take longer. So we've seen a unique set of attribution window issues and tracking issues. And so we actually had to come up with our own custom API, it's called, where we send the data inside of the software and it picks up our own tracking that's coming from the back. Wow. So, um, yes, that's very techie and <laughs> I get it. If you're not super technical, then I, I understand. If you are super technical, you understand how much work and process. Oh yeah, totally. To make those, uh, yeah. to any, to measure any type of attribution, uh, which is much needed. I think it actually costs more money not to have it than to have it. Uh, so well, it's a smart thing to do. And it's a billion, billion, billion dollar problem that Google hasn't even solved yet. So my opinion is that having as many different tracking data points as you can is important. So if you have the money to be able to invest in one of these external third-party tracking softwares, Wicked Reports, Supermetrics, one of those, mm -hmm. I like Wicked Reports probably the best. I feel like it's the most accurate. Mm -hmm. And I know Scott, who's the owner, and he is, he's just amazing. He's a genius with numbers and he's able to kind of mitigate a lot of these issues and pick up a lot of different data points that other channels miss. Or if your brand is really successful and you can do what's called Google 360, it's a higher end tracking metric mm -hmm. than Google Analytics, but it's like 10 or $15,000 a month. It's expensive, wow. but it does show you, it's one of the only places where you can actually see a customer's entire journey. So say they, they hit your website, then they go to Facebook, then they go to Google and they hit or serve an ad, then they go to Pinterest and they search something. You can see that entire journey inside Google 360. So now that, it's, that's, it's a hard I, I, man, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You got me over here like this and I'm, and I'm listening to you. There's, um, uh, we talked about the money earlier and yeah. I remember like, you know, watching the old or the earlier versions of the Gary V videos and he, and how he was doing YouTube back then and no one was doing it. And yeah. what he was telling people back then was you better use it now or you better do it now. Things like uh, YouTube. And now he talks about like social, he yeah. says, use those things because they're going to get very expensive soon because everyone's going to run to it. Do you see the same thing happening with happening with Pinterest? Yes. Over the last year, our CPMs, their costs are caught, are they're called our cost per million impressions. Those numbers used to be crazy cheap on Pinterest. And now they're going up a little bit more, wow. especially in the U S market, because there are a lot more users on Pinterest in the U S market. And during the holiday seasons and Father's Day, Mother's Day, which are I, which are what I would consider the two main largest advertising seasons on Pinterest, mm -hmm. uh, those costs per lead go up and those CPMs go up about double. 
So, and that's common for every ad platform. Pinterest is usually, or I'm sorry, Facebook and Google are usually a lot higher than that even. Mm -hmm. And most people are dumping their fourth quarter budgets on Facebook and Google for Black Friday, which leaves between Black Friday and the end of the year, we usually see much lower CPMs and that's still affordable to buy gifts. And the seasons on Pinterest last a lot longer. Good so point. yeah, we start very early. Like this year, we're already seeing searches and it's August. So for, for the holidays. So we have already got our images and everything ready for our clients to start launching ads for the holidays and Black Friday as of September. And those will run. Last year, they ran all the way through February. Do, do so, you foresee do you foresee bigger brands like uh, some of the big automotive dealerships using Pinterest more? They already are. <laughs> so yes, and we're bringing some of our larger brands on there as well to get that good high quality top of funnel traffic, we call it, where people haven't really seen the brand. They haven't been fully exposed on Google or Facebook yet. I, I think it's so interesting because uh, like we said earlier in the call was that um, and using my wife in his example anyway, because she's like the only live Pinterest person that I had in front of me to kind of gauge as, you know, like kind of an example or the perfect person that I thought is that people spend so much time in that platform, like you said. Um, and so, but it allows you an opportunity to make that impression. But yeah. one thing that I didn't ask you uh, is how much of it is shared? Cause not only is it visited a lot, but it's also shared because uh, she may say, uh, take a look at this, or this is how I want to do things. And now it becomes a lot more shareable content. A search doesn't do that from Google. No. Yeah, it, it's very unique. I mean, you have that element from social, like Instagram, et cetera. And yes, a lot of things are shared and saved inside Pinterest. I would say probably not nearly as much as Facebook or Google, or, or I'm sorry, Facebook or Instagram. But yes, there's a massive amount of folks that are sharing. And just for your own info here, most people have, I think it's 68% of people that are on Pinterest have made a purchase from Pinterest. Wow. That's very high. And the average household income of a Pinterest user is over $100,000 a year. So they have money, they're planning purchases. It really is a purchase planning platform. So the search intent for purchase is very high. So that creates additional unique sharing options too. If your friends are looking for home decor or you see something on there and they're remodeling their house, you mm -hmm. can definitely share and say, Hey, check this out. It's definitely where you want to make your product scene. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love it. Um, <laughs> Lindsay, I want us to do something that we do with every guest and hopefully, I mean, you're a fan of the show. So we want to go into something called the lightning round is what we want to do. <laughs> Can't wait. Right. And so in this lightning round, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm going to ask you about certain mediums and you are going to tell me your opinion. Uh, you like it or not. Thumbs up, thumbs down and why. Okay. okay. All right. So um, let's start first. Let's start with, uh, uh, let's say television advertising. What are your thoughts on television advertising? Television advertising is making a comeback. We're seeing a lot of folks going back to doing lots of TV ads. And also Hulu, for example, has launched its own ad platform. Yeah. So I find this to be very exciting. And I would say, yes, thumbs up on TV ads. If you're at that place where you've already got some brand establishment and you're ready and you have some, some budget for it, I would definitely try it. Good. How about radio advertising, Lindsay? Um, <laughs> 
kind of partial to radio advertising because I used to do it all the time for, I worked um, when I was very young and I was doing mergers and acquisitions all the time. I would always be going on the radio and kind of sharing. And I love, I personally love radio advertising. If you're a local business, absolutely. I would definitely pursue some radio advertising. Okay. Outdoor. Um, outdoor as in advertising more? Uh, like or... billboards. Oh, billboard. Okay. Oh, it's so funny. I have a friend that just did one for a big event in San Diego and he got a lot of business from it. So I don't know. You know, the thing with billboards is it does take a lot of different touch points mm -hmm. for a person to come usually into your funnel, especially if they're a brand new person. I used to work with a financial planner who did them all the time and he loved them and said that they did really well for him. I personally don't feel like I have enough data to be able to tell you. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I, I like that assessment, though. I like yeah. that assessment. How about the newspaper, Lindsay? <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I've even seen a newspaper. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? I do my digital newspapers now, like STM mm -hmm. and DTC and um, Stacked Marketer and some of these guys. So if you're considering digital newspaper, absolutely. That's a phenomenal option. Physical newspaper... Probably not unless you're a local business that knows your market and knows for sure and you've tested it, then yes. Great points. Great points there. Uh, how about the phone book? There's still some people that use it, you know. Really? No, I haven't. Also, I probably haven't seen a phone book since I was like in seventh grade. They make uh, great booster seats. <laughs> <laughs> they make great booster seats. If you're going to do the phone book, you better be on the front page. There you go. All right. So now, so how about Google ads? Yeah, I love Google ads. I think they're a solid staple that pretty much everyone can use. Facebook and Instagram advertising. Yes. Also, I think are a solid staple. I think you have to just consider your budget, consider where you, people are at in your buying cycle and try and target the right users. I also think Facebook ads are a great place to initially start and test your offer. Probably the best place. You're going to get the most granular data from there about your target audience. And you knew this one was coming. I'm going to ask you about Pinterest, but you knew it was yeah. coming, Lindsay. Yeah. Um, I love Pinterest ads. I'm a little slightly biased and partial, but I do think that, like I mentioned earlier, you probably should wait. And unless you know for sure that your perfect target audience is there, I would probably still make sure you have a tested offer before you go there. I would always start with Facebook. And then once you have some established idea of your KPIs or your key metrics, then I would definitely branch out to Pinterest. And Lindsay, you just wrapped up the lightning round. That was just so amazing. I want to thank you so much. Thank you for that. That was amazing. Lindsay. If I had like a, an audience, I'd give you like a round of applause right here. Or something. <laughs> Virtual round of applause. <laughs> awesome. So one last question. How, how important is it to have great creative on Pinterest? Oh, it's crucial. And it's crazy because we've seen so many different cycles of creative. It used to be, since Pinterest is such a DIY mm -hmm. type of platform, it used to be that you didn't need super crazy, beautiful graphics. In the last six or so months, our really good, very nice, very polished graphics mm -hmm. are doing better than what used to be our DIY graphics did a lot better. So we always test a mix of things and right. kind of try to see. 
And I would also say a lot of people ask me about video. Uh, video does great for organic. We have tried a lot of video and it's a little hit or miss for ads. So we typically stick with what we know works and that is more general image creation. Do you think it's just maybe too soon for video right now? Because normally the platform is always very static. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. I think the algorithm is just not fully optimized for it yet. Mm -hmm. They do have a type of ad that's called a video view ad where you can where you can optimize for video views, but it's very expensive for whatever reason. So I'm not sure if it's just that they're not ready. I've been saying that they're they, that it's kind of growing in the video side, but we're still not seeing that. And I've been saying that for like three years. So I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see. Lindsay, yeah. I, I would love for you to uh, tell folks how to find you and also what's next for you on the horizon. What's coming up? So we, our next set of plans, we're working more with different kinds of SEO and kind of like I mentioned before, this cross ranks idea of helping folks really cross channel market within various search engines. So giving them good ideas for content and all of that kind of stuff and just masterminding. I'm doing a lot of masterminds now and really trying to help folks get together in a group and look at this blended strategy because wow. a brand doesn't really exist on one channel or in a vacuum. You really, I've, my heart is really to help folks build these solid brands that can get seen in different channels and different platforms and are ready for this cross channel atmosphere that we are really in now. So that takes a lot of different skills and a lot of different types of education. So that's really where we're at is creating more educational based programs. And then, yeah, you can definitely get a hold of us if you're interested in trying Pinterest ads or just getting a consultation, pins, the number four, profit.com, or you can check out everything that we do on SEO at brandranks, R-A-N-X.com. And yeah, we've got all different kinds of stuff, webinars, video trainings, different courses, and masterminds if you're interested in getting in a community and really growing, growing more. Lindsay, uh, I, I really enjoyed speaking with you today and I enjoyed having you as a guest. If you need any help in that mastermind, please uh, don't be a stranger and reach out to me. Uh, and I want to I want to thank you for being an incredible guest today on the AdCast. Uh, and I want to thank our listeners as well. And for all of you guys, if you feel like if this podcast has um, resonated with you and you'd like to be part of the AdCast, go to veryimportantplacement.com uh, and actually fill out uh, an application to be on the show. We'd love to be able to have you there. We'd like for you guys to like it and share it on YouTube uh, and reach out to our awesome team and also reach out to Lindsay as well. So Lindsay, I want to thank you for being on the AdCast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Good luck, everyone. Crushing your ads. <laughs> awesome. Take care, Lindsay.